Hello, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Who Are You and What Do You Do? Per usual, I am your host, Chris Golian, and today I'm joined by the IT manager here at the City of Brunswick, Rob Merrick. Rob, how are you this afternoon? Pretty good, Chris. I know you've had yourself a pretty busy day, but I appreciate you coming in to you know, talk to me and talk a little bit about yourself. So we'll get things started with uh, how long have you worked for the City of Brunswick? Well, this will be 30 years now for the City of Brunswick. And have you always worked in the IT department? Uh, originally, I was in the police department. Uh, I was a police officer and did initially almost all computer investigations and crimes as it was becoming a thing at the time. Um, my Part of my background, actually, it, is that I ran my own computer company. So that was my side work while I was being a police officer, and they sort of merged together into the police department. And so, obviously, you know, there's you wouldn't think that there were a lot of parallels between, you know, information technology and police work like that. But obviously, you know, that you kind of blending those things together really was a benefit for the uh, police force here because you're able to, you know, investigate those crimes and you understand those things. And, you know, the law and IT are kind of like opposite schools of thought, you know, when you think about it. Mm, not really. Um there is, uh, if you think about it now, especially uh, back in the 90s, not so much, um, cybersecurity is now the end-all, be-all buzzword that's going through the IT community as to how networks are being attacked and hacked and uh, how money's being made and probably more fraud now online than there is uh, the old-fashioned way of stealing checks and washing them and you know, reissuing and things like that. Well, see, that's that's part of the reason why I enjoy doing the show. I get to learn a little bit, too. So there you go. That, I, I get to learn something there with that point. Um, so I guess what got you started in law enforcement, uh, initially at least? Actually, I got started in law enforcement when I was at the university, uh, uh, Toledo. Um, while I was working on my degree, I, of course, needed a job. And the... Um, police department was hiring dispatchers initially and from being a dispatcher while I was going to school uh, I ended up becoming a police officer with the University of Toledo. Okay so any interesting stories from being a you were a campus police officer I take it? Correct. Any interesting stories there I know actually Chief Olin was a, a campus police officer at Miami Ohio so similar start to both of your careers in law enforcement. Yeah there was um some interesting cases, unfortunately, um, some that actually hit the Cleveland area. Um, there was the uh, Hodge murder uh, where an officer actually killed a co-ed while I was working. That oh, was, wow. Uh, ended up where I started working full-time for the city of Brunswick and going back for that trial. So, wow, but I mean, pretty serious work then. Yeah, no matter what police department you work for, there's always uh, something that's going to be different or changing it's not a job that you go in every day and it's the same right and the, uh, obviously that's probably something that you enjoy um, because I imagine right now in your capacity you know working with the IT department uh, there's probably not two days that are, that are the same there either uh, no I mean we literally come in um, this morning I was supposed to be working on one thing but then the tax department had problems I was supposed to be down here and well I made it down here this afternoon so 
So how do you prepare for a day like that when you're, you're never really sure what might get thrown across your desk? How do you stay ready in those situations? It's a matter of just prioritizing what, um, you know, knowing that projects, we can't throw everything into a project because we have to keep the everyday things going. And if an everyday thing becomes more of a priority, the project, which you thought was going to take two, three or whatever months turns into four or five. Uh, so it just, it happens. We've had this with COVID and all of the things that happened there. We were changing oars almost every week. It was, well, who's going to be in the office? Who can we have working at home? Who who can we divide up and move around and spread out? I mean, it was the last couple of years or two really was a interesting fun in terms of challenging projects just popping up out of the woodwork. Right, and that's that's something that, sort of went, I mean, not unaccounted for, unnoticed, but, you know, a lot of people think about the first responders and a lot of the medical personnel, but people like yourself were, you know, highly affected by all the different protocols and things like that. I'm sure that, you know, you were asked to do a lot different things than you were probably planning on doing once, you know, uh, shutdowns happen and people working remotely and things like that. Um, how did you navigate some of those things? Uh yeah, uh, adapting and improvising, basically. You just, whatever was needed to be dealt with that day. I mean, when we went to, uh, well, like with the cable office, when we had to try to sit there and figure out ways of uh, doing remote council meetings, mm-hmm. um, things that we weren't even thinking of, all of a sudden you had to switch gears and think of very quickly. Right. Yeah, and I mean, we, we leaned, on you, leaned on you guys in a very big way, and I know that uh, we appreciated the work that you did and the help, the, the learning that we all did with uh, various video conferencing and which ones were the best and had different setups and things like that, and you know, even simply just distancing everybody and you know, having cables and things like that to you know, hook everything up the right way. Um, you know, with... With technology in any sense, I mean, things are constantly changing. So how do you stay up to date and, and with current things while also, you know, um, you know, just because things progress doesn't always mean that they're better. So how do you sort of navigate that to keep things running the way that you would like them, but also, you know, advance ahead? Well, if and when we have the time, it's testing and um I guess the best word would be playing and testing the new, greatest and new, uh, Windows 11 being our next upcoming challenge here at some point. Um, there again, we know it's coming, so you start. I've got machines that I'm personally running myself, and then we have to start worrying about testing all of the city's programs. Unfortunately, that's one of the things that um, most cities, most governments, they don't run off-the-shelf programming. So you're reliant on, you know, this vendor to do something or you got to find another vendor who can do it. And it's it's a constant just checking to see where it's going and how it's headed. Um, podcasts, webinars, uh, sometimes if it's something hardcore, uh, I try to get away. And actually, because if I'm in the office, it's everybody's always coming at you. So uh, if I need a hardcore training, I'll try to either do it remotely or uh, go somewhere so that I can isolate for a bit. Right. And, you know, another aspect of things that I wanted to ask you about, um, just sort of um, 
as a tip to any of the residents and things like that, you talked earlier about cybersecurity and, and how important that is, especially today where everyone is extremely dependent on any and everything, either the cloud or uh, Internet-based. Uh, do you have any suggestions for you know, any of our listeners, any of the residents about you know, being safe and, and how to you know, set yourself up in a good situation from a cybersecurity standpoint? Well, part of it is we used to say, oh, never update unless you needed to. And that's more of a 90s school thought because something would always break when you update. Now with the emergence of threats and things of that nature, keeping your operating system up to date is almost uh, almost a given. It has to be done because otherwise you're going to become the target. Then a lot of the newer scams are just manipulating people's emotions and feelings. Oh, I'm going to get it over on somebody, or uh, my nephew's in jail, or needs bond. Uh, you know, send. If something about it doesn't seem right, stop. Step back and realize. You know, bond isn't paid with gift cards or green dot cards. Uh, you know, you don't claim your prize that you just won by sending somebody money. If you want a prize, they're sending it to you. You don't need to cover shipping and handling or whatever. Uh, anything that's, you know, doesn't make sense, make sure you check it. Sometimes that can just be simply picking up the phone and calling somebody and not calling the number they sent you. You know, your credit card has a number on the back of it that you can talk to a live person at Visa or MasterCard that issued it. Don't call the number on the email. Don't log in through the email. I never, you know, even though some of your accounts will send you a login, I never filed the link in the email. You just go out to Chase's website or, you know, Wells Fargo's website and you log in. Uh, there again, there's some very good imitations that can be done. And unless you know, you know, that a, a web browser address can actually be thousands of characters long for the most part. And it could be redirecting you, even though the first part says Wells Fargo. If they're putting the right percent, 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 76, 76, well, percent, 76, percent, 76, percent, 76 on the web address is a redirect to another website. It's www is what is in the middle of that web address. So it's taking you somewhere else sometimes. And that's, unfortunately, they play on that a lot. Right. And you know, I bring that up. It's, it's still such a constant thing that... You know, uh, as the city or just in general, you hear people being subjected to those scams or being victims of those scams. And so it's something that you always have to be looking out for. And yeah, like like you said, it's something as simple as, oh, you know, an email from your credit card company. You know, you get a bunch of emails from those types of places or your bank about sign up for this or you're eligible for that. But I mean, you really have to thoroughly look. You have to check the email address that it's coming from. Oftentimes, I, I realize in those situations with parents and things like that, that it's it, it's at, um, you know, it'll, we use Huntington Bank as an example, and it's like Huntington.bank. Dot, dot, you know, it's all these different things. It's like, why would they ever send something from an email like that? Or it's Huntington at Gmail or something silly like that. Gmail is one that's heavily used in frauds because um, one of the, you, you actually touched on a point. Um, Unless you're using a decent spam filtering system, my name, as it appears in the email, can always be my name. I can be sending it from a Gmail account or whatever. That doesn't control the delivery of the email. So I can make it say Huntington Bank, 
when it's coming from Gmail. And unless you look at the details of the email, you'd never notice it. Hmm. And they, they catch that quite a bit. Time to do it. Yeah, so I, I appreciate the, the word to the wise, so to speak, on that. But, uh, you know, if, if we could help anybody, you know, avoid those types of things, that's always a good thing. Uh, so I usually try to wrap things up in these interviews uh, with this question. You know, what's one aspect of your job that you enjoy? Unless there's more than one, in which case you can, you can list on and on if you'd like. Uh, actually, I think sometimes it's the change that actually... Um, I'm not doing the same thing every day for the most part. Uh, that that constant change and challenge uh, is something that, that I've always enjoyed. This is one of the weird reasons I got into law enforcement was because every day you don't know what you're going to be doing today type of deal. In the IT world, you may think you are, no, but there's it's a game of whack-a-mole between the attacks against the network or you know this pro- program having a problem and oh by the way it's in our fat finance or tax department so that means everybody grinds to a halt if you don't get it you know fixed fast that type of deal so i like that it's just a game of whack-a-mole i, I like that analogy a lot well rob i appreciate you sitting down and speaking with me uh thanks for coming on the show make sure to check out the show on bat.vibit.com the videos will be the video will be posted there and it will be available on various podcasting platforms uh, check our anchor page for that until next time see you everybody